too you just threw something out there the other day you're fucking 21 bridges i didn't you, i did not i did not recommend that you movie. were like watch 21 bridges and i no, and i watched no. 21 bridges and i was like oh cool i get to watch chadwick boseman actively die <laughs> in front of me <laughs> have you seen that movie yes it's awful the it's last the scene movie. with the guy from like the the farmer's insurance guy and and Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman actor, right? Chadwick Boseman doesn't even fit in his suit. He looks like fucking Chris yes. Rock. He's like I know. He's like nearly dead. He's like clearly on his deathbed. And the other guy has like they've like superimposed eyebrows on him. I don't know. Like they clearly shot it like months after the movie had wrapped. They tested it. They were like, "Well, this ending doesn't work. Let's do a shatter so- shot bullshit anywhere." For some reason, every character's at this guy's house in the middle of the afternoon. Like it doesn't make any sense. He like not to spoil it for anyone, but the oh, you could spoil it. But the main cop comes home, and he's like, "Oh, you got me, Chadwick Boseman. Could you? Do you want to sit down? You don't look great." Uh, <laughs> Chadwick Boseman's like, "No, I'm just gonna hold myself up on this countertop and shoot at you." Then, like, lady cop comes through the door, and he's like, oh, "I'll kill you." And then yeah. two two bumbling idiot cops are there too. This guy lives in like the suburbs. Like, it makes. <laughs> no he, why are they all there why are they all at his house like he came home for lunch or something and suddenly like everyone's there <laughs> it, it's the most disorienting insane ending to any movie that was already a steaming pile of shit like and and i know you had said watch 21 bridges chris I know no i i said do not watch this movie i don't think you did say that I, okay, so I and I watched this movie like two years ago, year and a half ago at least, or something. At some point, we rented it, and it literally was the worst movie I've ever we've ever watched. And we were like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." We also were like, "Oh my god, what's wrong with Chad with Bozeman? And that was before <laughs> it came out that he had cancer and, and whenever and all this stuff. So we literally looked at the movie and we're like, "Oh, something's wrong with this guy. Like something he is. He looks like he's. It looks like when they do like." Like a, a TV show will do like a flashback to the 80s yeah. and they put like a fake like flat top body. on a guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It was like in a body, like yeah. a child's body yeah. or something. Yeah. It was it's, weird. It was like I had to, I did a deep dive on him because I was like, what is going on with Chadwick Boseman? In you this broke movie? the story. I, I I was trying to like they had kept a little hidden there. Like there was no I don't think there was anything. I, there was some, like maybe there was like some little thing that he's he was sick or he was going through something or whatever. But it, it was. There wasn't much out there, but at that point in time. But then it was like six months later that came out, then and then and then I think he passed away or whatever. But anyway, well, uh, hold on real quickly. Before the problem he... was, I think I think I think they he so he produced this movie. I think twenty one bridges. He, I think this was like his last thing. Was like I just want to make one movie or something. And I think they were like, you know what? Fine, you can make this movie. It's... But it it looked like they took like two hours of the movie out. And they just made like an hour and 45 minutes. Like it, there were so many holes and jumps. And, I think and they re yeah, it made no sense. Like I was like, <laughs> I had convinced my wife <laughs> that, that the Chadwick Boseman character was a bridge cop. Like there was only one <laughs> cop who patrolled all the bridges in New York. <laughs> and she was like, wait, what? And I was like, yeah, he, that's the rub. This guy has to has to patrol all the bridges so he's got to get from the verrazano to like the white hall <laughs> like he's the only guy like so if a crime is committed on a bridge he's the guy they call he's bridge cop and she was like really and i was like <laughs> she believed it for like 20 good minutes like that he was like the bridge cop of new york yeah it was so stupid i can't wait for the sequel 22 bridges where todd bridges <laughs> plays his long lost brother it would be fantastic. It'll just come out that it was actually Todd Bridges with, with Chadwick's face over <laughs> What you talking about? What are you talking about, farmer's insurance guy? <laughs> oh, did you know I look like a turtle and I play the same part in every movie? <laughs> God, I hate when bit actors become famous. It's like, go back in your fucking shell. Go do your commercials. Whatever. <laughs> We don't need you. The funny anymore. thing is, is that there was a movie. Bruce Willis did a movie I'm that a was called Sixteen Blocks. Yeah, that was like t- almost twenty years ago, or something, or fifteen years ago, or something. 
And it was, he was a New York cop who was like going against corrupt, dirty cops who were trying to kill like his witness or something. And it, it, it the, 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 the premise of that movie at, at least sort of like sort of made somewhat sort of sense. And like, he had to get the, the guy downtown to like the precinct or like to the, to the, the courthouse or something. And he basically had to run the gamut of like all the bad cops who were trying to stop him, and kill him and the, and, the, and the witness. Hmm. And it was, it wasn't a good movie either, but at least the premise of it, like, but this one was like 20, like what, how are, yeah. How are you, what do you, what do you have to do with 22 or 21 bridges? Also there are tunnels like, and ferries. Like it was stupid. Uh, yeah. It was so we're, stupid. We're putting, it giving like too much sh- attention to a movie that's dead. Also, we've been recording. You're listening to not for nothing with your favorite hosts, Chris and Chris. That's right. We're doing a 21 Bridges piece. Uh, <laughs> the whole show is just about the movie. We're doing an hour on 21 Bridges. This is the unrewatchable. It's actually we, longer than the actual we, movie. We're taking a spin on The Ringer's take. We're doing movies that you shouldn't watch again. Un- the oh, unwatchables. The unwatchables. Yeah, this is the unwatchables. So never uh, watch this with, with I, I, I'm pretty positive. I told you, Chris, I was like, this movie's awful. It's so bad. It's, it's a good chance it, that I just uh, didn't listen. And I just heard the word 21 bridges. And I was like, oh, the Chris said, Chadwick Boseman, right. Cause I, I believe I was talking about how, how like awful and sickly he was looking in this and so skinny. It was fr- it, frightening. Also, it looked like he bought a, a suit from like, what was the, um, what's that cheap soup place in New York that you could buy like three suits for like a hundred dollars. Like huh? a men's warehouse. Yeah, well, something like that, but it was like E.E. Barnes or something. <laughs> you know? There was always those commercials that were like. <laughs> uh, anyway, you were going to tell me a movie that you'd watch. Let's hear it. Oh, Tenet. Oh. This was supposed to be part of the show, but Tenet, I actually really enjoyed it, but I think people are always so confused by the, the, by the movie because this it's is the, the same guy. Yeah, it's the Inception the, guy. Inception, yeah, Christopher Nolan. Um, but. I really enjoyed it, and, and I think the key to it, to me, is actually not trying to figure it out and right. like trying to figure Let the it whole wash thing. over you. Yeah, and just sort of, you just sort of go, oh yeah, there is some like weird sort of like, um, it's I don't think it's spoiling anything, but it's it sort of uh, has to do with like a little bit of like, um, uh, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we got Anne on the pod, y'all. I, 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 she's already gone. She uh. loved. She liked it. But you don't sort of worry about the sort of the, the time constraints of, of the of the it's sort of a um what am I trying to say like time travel in a way it's it's an odd take on like time travel Chris I, guess, but... I have a I have a hot take for you this yeah. is something I came up with on my own okay having not seen the movie yep I think the key to the movie is in the title it is a palindrome which is a word that is the same forward as it is backwards so the movie yes. might be the same forward as it is backwards. Uh, in a very yes, that's actually very astute and thank you. Spot on. I did not watch this movie. I figured it out by seeing the title and knowing this guy's movies are fucking annoying and make you feel stupid. And I was like, oh, it's gonna be as stupid as it's just in the title. What the fuck is a tenant? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, exactly, I it up, but I still can't even like, exactly. Out what- this guy's a fucking asshole. I'm sure it's fine. I'll watch it if you tell me to, as long as no one's like. Clear visibly no, I mean, dying listen, of HIV by the end. Ever again. Okay. Well, you yeah. shouldn't because you literally have the worst taste in movies. <laughs> I, uh, I, that's your opinion. It's a strong opinion, and uh, it's a strong opinion. It doesn't mean it's the right one. It's a. It's pretty close. Yeah. I listen. You and I. We just have different tastes in movies. Yeah. I like good ones. You like bad ones. <laughs> You're the guy's like, why can't why can't they make another Taken movie? I don't know. Taken three was pretty good. Uh, yeah, seriously. See, there you go. One. There you go. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tukin. Uh, all right, Chris. Well, we've done our movie corner here uh, on the pod. Um, mm-hmm. we can move right along though. Is was sure. that your COVID guilty pleasure? Was it? Was no, it? no. That's a, that's something totally different. That's a deep, dark secret that I I, I I'm feeling compelled to share with you and the rest of our listeners okay let's have it um i had a question for you so oh it's about me well no it's not okay. I, I, i'll give you my answer but i started thinking about this it's a show i started watching the show my wife and i started watching the show uh, in the last six months or something and it's not something i'd normally watch or enjoy but i'm loving the shit out of it the loving it okay 
I'm loving it. I'm just loving the show and I can't get enough. Of it. And there's like, there's, it's an old, it's kind of an old show. It's been going on for a long time, but now it's like on Netflix and you can watch, there's like eight or nine seasons of it. And we're like through three of them, I believe. Let's have it, dude. It's called the great British baking show. <laughs> Hot take America. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Really? Seriously. You're one Seriously. of every person during COVID has gotten into the British baking show. Like you're, Are they? I don't know. Oh, this. dude! I, it, yeah, I just, I just, this is, my mom <laughs> this is the, this is the, the most tepid take, guys. Watch the show. Take. I just said I was confessing to the show that I, I didn't think people, I, I, I didn't know if people watch the show or not. I would love it. Um, Do you watch it? So I, yes, I've watched the, the, the British Bake Off. It is very, it's a wonderful show. It takes you to a place that you don't have to worry about anything. Everyone's nice to each other. Yeah. They, they bake stuff. Which which season did you start with? Um well, we sort of we started with like I think we started with the newest one like like back in October, November because our friend got us into it and we watched it with her. Yeah. But then since then we we started from the beginning. So we I think we finished through season 3. Oh my god, you're really going for it. Or 4. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That um, is Um it's incredible, but you, but that was spot on. It's, it's exactly what I like. It's, it's not an American reality show where everybody's like at each other's throat and no, arguing and yelling. They, they like each other. They let them go they're home. Fun. They they're, let them, they're actually like they in, let them go home. Script. They don't try to break them. Like they're right, they're, and they're all they they like each other. They help each other out at certain points in times. Yeah. Um, they're friendly, and it's like they're all fun. They're all having actually fun, and that's kind of enjoyable. And the the hosts are kind of like stupidly funny. Well, I so I particularly like. So I'm not a big British baking show aficionado. I've watched one old season. We watched it when we went on a ski trip once and it, we got like snowed in. So we like forcibly watched the show and it was fun. But this season has Matt Lucas, who's the bald guy. Yeah, he's one. He's like, he's an amazing British actor. I don't know if you like British comedy. He's, he's all, and he was also on community like in a bit part. Uh, And also like Noel Fielding is fucking amazing. I don't know if you ever watched the Mighty Boosh or any of those. Like he's a he's like a genuinely hilarious person. He was on the IT the IT crowd. He's he's fucking an he's an awesome dude. Now mm-hmm. British Baking Show people will say those guys aren't originals. I don't like them. We like the weird lesbians and <laughs> like the old lady that looks like she's like well, I don't know Mary Berry. Yeah, I don't yeah. like those people. I don't like no Mary Berries. I don't like Sue. No, wait, Mary Berry's the old lady. She's nice. I like her. I don't like the. She the, was the original host, like a uh, baking host lady with with Paul Hollywood. See, like I don't know. I Paul yeah. Hollywood's incredible. I, yeah, he's he's fantastic. I want his tan. I like him. I like <laughs> what I'm trying to get at is, I like this current version the best. Okay, the hosting, and, and that's yeah, very I, much I like, like I do like the the women. I think the women are are actually almost a little bit funnier, but in that sort of like par- parental way where they're like they make the corny jokes. I think. Whereas the guys, I think they do it too, but it it just feels like it doesn't feel as like um they're, they're trying to be a little more subtle maybe. I don't anyway, like this. I don't like the t- Sandy lady. Have you got her? Have you had? Sa- yeah, there's the blonde and the and the and the and the brunette lady. Yeah, I don't like the Sandy. They're person. the first three. They've been in the first three seasons. Whatever. Yeah. The brunette one looks like she's always kind of working off a hangover too, which I sort of enjoy. And they are. I think some of them are actually lesbians. I didn't mean to be smirch. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Be <laughs> I our, fem- our female homosexuals. I that was a little rough, and I take it, it was. back. That I, was, yeah. I apologize. Uncle. I don't know why I went super hard on. You're going to be suspended for the following show. I should be. I should be there. I should have my wrist slapped. I should have my, yeah. uh, for sure. I should at least. But not all the stuff that they make and stuff too is just like, oh my god, are we canceled? I mean, something like I think weird. we're canceled. Like, oh, yep, I just gross because it's like old British fucking shit. But um, otherwise, it's like, oh yeah, this is. It doesn't make me want to bake. Bake. Well, but... they they don't bake. I don't want any of those foods. Like they're like, we're going to make a whatever stodgy old Victorian era. Yeah, they're, you know, they're like, cake. we're making a a treat that's inside of a globe that like, uh, now I don't want any of it. <laughs> I want any of the foods. I don't want any no. of the sweets. It all looks gross. But Some I, of it I want. I'd never want it. But I do okay. like the show, and I'm glad you found it. And I'm glad yeah. you could tell America to watch <laughs> the Great British Bake Off or baking show. I think they. But so I want to know: is there, has there been like a, has there been like a, a show that you has, has or something that has you have started doing since like the COVID and quarantine and all that stuff that sort of uh, unexpectedly you you have taken to or, or started enjoying? I I. I, I, this is a fucking 
This is so embarrassing, dude. <laughs> Only my wife knows about this, and she caught me watching it, and now she teases me about it. Oh. I've never been... It's not porn. I've never confessed this to anybody. <laughs> I've watched every... 21 Bridges. I've watched every episode of the show called Forged in Fire. Wow. <laughs> Where these nerds make knives... Yeah. In, in a fucking... Yeah. I, I fucking... In like a warehouse. I can't get enough of it. They are the worst kind of nerds. They're like, they're like military, like weapon nerds. Like they love, like they don't forge anything useful. They don't make anything like worthwhile. They just make knives. I'm not even into knives. I don't care about knives or swords. I don't care about the history of sword making, but blacksmithing. I find so I, I can't like, if I'm just like at a loss for a show, I just put on forged and fire and watch four nerds try to outdo each other. I've learned all the words, Damascus, can Damascus. Like, I know I could basically do it at this point. I've watched so many hours of Forged in fucking Fire. A show I don't even know where it airs. I don't know any of the people on it. I don't, they're all, all the contestants are from West Virginia or Ohio. It's fucking the whitest shit I've ever laid eyes on. And I find it incredibly satisfying. And the best part is, is like they bake these knives and they're all under pressure, but they all also are like kind of like they help each other out. It's not a, it's not like a cutthroat kind of thing. And they also get to go back home and then make something in their home forge. And then they come back and the guys test it out on like pigs. Like they cut them up. Yeah. And there's like the jelly bodies or whatever. Yeah. The, and the jelly yeah. bodies. You've seen it. And the guy, the one dude goes, it will kill. And I fucking <laughs> love it. And I say it all the time. Kristen teases me about it. She goes, it will cut. Like she, she, I, when, when I had to be like, listen, I've watched the show. I'm so sorry. And she's like, all right, go watch your forged in fire. Like it's, that's my COVID show. It's, I'm, I've wasted. I could probably be like a virtuoso, like clarinet player. in the amount of time I've put into fucking forged in fire, just sitting there. Watching nothing. I know. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe this. <laughs> I don't recommend it either. I'm not sitting here being like, y'all, watch Forged in Fire. I think I tried to watch it because I thought it was like, oh, I, that's, you know, it sounds like, the premise sounds like so more interesting if you're kind of into that stuff to some degree, in a way, or, or making stuff like I'm that. I'm not interested but, in it at all. I know. It's, it's, it's astounding. Here's Thank the you. Here's the rub. My my father-in-law is a blacksmith. He has. He is? He's he an amateur. Is, he he was on the cover of Blacksmithers Monthly. Wow! When he was in his twenties, he was really into it. Like he was he was like a a a beyond amateur blacksmither, like a a sub amateur, whatever that is, post amateur. Are you are you gonna take the anvil? <laughs> I might take the anvil. I started talking to him about it over Christmas, and an hour later, he was like ready to fire up the forge like he's got a forge he's got all the tools is it like in this in his barn or it's something? in his barn yeah and he is uh, uh and i i think i might get into it i think I, i'm not gonna he won't he's not a knife guy like maybe i'd make like a butcher knife or like a chef's mm -hmm. knife or whatever yeah but i don't know man it's like kind of <laughs> there's something kind of very cool about it <laughs> I'm so middle-aged. I'm the whitest, <laughs> most so, middle-aged like human I am being. Too. Just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm watching, like, it's our grandma's, or, you know, grandparents' show. What happened to us, dude? We lost our edge. Oh, boy. Yeah. This is, yeah. This, is uh -huh. an ed this has no edge. It will not cut. This no, it won't. We, we will, yeah, not will not kill. <laughs> we will not kill. <laughs> Well, that Let me was ask you this question, though, about the show. Have they ever, have they ever, has anybody in that show ever made a Chris? What's a Chris? A Chris is a sort of a, a knife that is spelled with a K. K I think it's K-R-I-S-S. -S. And it's it's sort of like a dagger, like a long skinny dagger, but it, it's got it, it it's got a bendy, kind of curvy shape to the blade. I'm trying I'm looking it up right now. I'm I mean they've made literally everything. I've I've lost Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. they've they've made that. The like the like the squiggly line yeah. knife. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It yep. is spelled exactly like your name, actually. Yeah. And they yep. have made that. They, it's, we don't need to go into it any further, but yes, I remember specifically, I think they had to make matching ones actually, because they have like a, they have like a, a, a thick end and then it comes to like a point after a squiggly line. Yeah. 
uh, I don't want to get into it anymore. I feel very. No, no I don't. Very, That's all I know about knives. Really, is is that I. I don't know anything about knives. I don't own a knife. I don't want a knife. Like, I mean, I love chopping vegetables, but like, these are like sw- swords. <laughs> these yeah, are like, yeah, yeah, like, swords. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, these are like the things that like you shouldn't really have on your possession. I don't understand why people want them all, yeah. all the time, but I definitely know a lot about them now. I know it's like it's like sort of it's sort of like the assault rifle sort of debate is like, do you really need this kind of a weaponry on you know in your possession? Like you, you go, like someone has a knife to go hunting or something. Fine, you you need like a like a Bowie knife to sort well, of. Well, knives cut are up incredibly deer. helpful tools, right? Like you can't right. make but like food a without fucking, it. You know, double bladed axe or something. It's like you're like you're not or a well, centaur. You're venturing into thing. the world of nerddom where people are like they either make like these fan quote, quote unquote fantasy blades where they come yep. up with their own ideas of like yeah. what an alien would fight with because they yeah. need knives and right. then and then or like Thor's hammer. There's or the history of it. Which is crazy because when you think about it, like there's an immense history of knives because before guns, yeah, people just killed each other very face to face. Like it was right. very right. And th- and when you start thinking about it, it really kind of makes you a little upset when you're like, the enti- Genghis Khan's entire army used these axes because they could like slice through people's armor. Like you just think of like all the people yeah, that have been killed by other people because they wanted something of theirs. It's crazy. It. it if that part of it gets a little weird. I mean, the whole thing's fucking weird, Chris. You ask me. I'm talking myself into a corner. Let's move on. Sports. That's. I love, I love it. We had us 20 minutes in, and we've fucking done nothing here. I but love like, it. bore our listeners. I love it. So, speaking of our listeners, Chris, uh, last week we'd asked our fans, listeners, longtime listeners, to uh, give us some suggestions on Cameo uh, for people to open the show. Cameo is a, an app where you can hire a celebrity to do whatever you want. I think at one point. <laughs> Proud Boys got Brett Favre to like say some white supremacy shit, which he didn't realize. Like you can literally. I don't even think they, I don't even think he got paid for that. I think he just willingly did that. <laughs> Probably. He's like, "Can I wear Wranglers?" They're like, "Yep." And he's like, Great. "Real comfortable <laughs> jeans." Can I get? Can I wear pants I bought at Costco? It's a, yes. It's a copper fit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and socks I bought at Costco. Yes. And a wristband I bought at Costco. Yes. yes. Okay. Twelve pack of white. <laughs> Ain't knee high white socks. <laughs> Any store where you can buy underwear and meat is all right by me, and a yeah, book man. and red vines. Uh, so we got some suggestions, and they, I, fun, oddly enough, a lot of our listeners did not check to see if these people were available on Cameo. They of just course. threw them out there. So I did a little research, looked them up. A lot of them aren't, okay. but I like these suggestions. Uh, number the the main one we got was cameo the band sure uh, which I, I, is not on there and larry blackman the the lead singer is also not a cameo which feels like a real missed opportunity mm-hmm. for him to not be like word Shit, up everybody in on that one yeah. cameo on cameo someone needs to reach out to his publicist like asap yeah because that's that's a no-brainer um the x-man xavier mcdaniel which i Ooh. thought was a great suggestion uh came through and we he's not on there <laughs> okay but All I did right. look up Damn some Supersonics. The only two we could afford, hypothetically, are... Benoit Benjamin. Are, well, no, there's actually three. But I, Jim McElvain? No. <laughs> we could do this all day. Olden Polonies. Oh, yeah. DJ. Uh, Detlef Shrimp, who's yeah. a little pricey. Exactly. And Vince, Vincent Askew. Oh, Vincent Ed, the Fiddler. Askew, yeah. Who was actually drafted by the Sixers. He's only like 20 bucks. But okay. he does have not big enough a name. He's really. got a sordid history too. I looked him up. He uh, in 2008 he was convicted of having sex with a 16 year old. So oh, okay. we took him off the list. Yep. So Olden Paul. Too bad like Dana Barros isn't on there. I agree. He's like the perfect Sixer Sonic mix. He's like Ugh. we are Dana Barros. Yeah. Like that's, right. That's Ugh. our show. He's the perfect guy. I so, mean, honestly, it's either him or Eric Snow. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure if there's another like Sixer Sonic crossover. No. That we can. I have a picture. We have to go really have, too deep. I have a picture in my it. phone of me like accosting Eric Snow at the Hall of Fame <laughs> induction ceremony. I found a bunch of them. <laughs> They're pretty funny. Uh, all right, so we got that. the uh, The other one, uh, so uh, we got twice was Sue Bird. Clearly, people know our undying love for Sue Bird. That, I didn't even think that's so obvious and and good. Also, but... not on cameo. Yeah, that makes sense. But a, a nice backup is Brittany Griner, who's on there. She's only 60 bucks, and she has the craziest, deepest voice. It's, like, almost worth it just because she has, like, 
the most it would be the best intro because her voice is so deep it was like okay it's right. I, I i i put her on the list um so right now we're looking at olden polonies britney griner possibly uh jason williams white chocolate also not on cameo but suggested mm. <laughs> uh and that leaves us oh no there's one other one uh this was one that I came up with on my own. Uh, I wanted to, I was like, oh, we both love Jodeci. No one from Jodeci is on there. But Slim from 112 is, and it's only like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what? so uh, Cameo made me think of Guy. Oh. Is the guy from Guy on there? Because we were also listening oh, to that podcast. We that is about. a good, you mean the, the one that didn't become famous. Or I'm not putting, I'm not doing... Aaron, whatever his name is, uh, he's not gonna be on there. Like that guy's also a child molester. Um, oh. it would have to be the original dude from Guys. But I'll look. Yeah, I'll look. He's right. definitely on there. And I found one that I think might work, Chris. Okay. This was also suggested. Now you, he is on Cameo, but you can only DM him for three bucks. But I feel like if I put in a DM request and was specific as that we wanted him to intro for our show. I think he might answer. It would be worth the two ninety nine to DM him. I think. Okay. And I love this idea. Okay. Brock Osweiler. Oh. Come on. Gold. The golden goose. The golden fucking goose, dude. Ah, uh, I kind of love it. Come on. I mean, I'm at least uh, gonna spend the two ninety nine to be like, yeah. listen, Brock, I got yeah. a proposal for you. We love you. I'm from Cali. Like, let's fucking do this. And, yeah. and he'll probably okay. disappoint me the way he disappointed me his entire career, but it, <laughs> it would just be a perfect icing on the cake, the cherry on top. Um, yeah. So right. if you're into that idea, I'm going to spend the two ninety nine. I love that one. Okay. That one's good. Okay. That one, none of the other ones are, even if they uh, really tickling my fancy, even if they were on there. Great. Except for maybe the cameo one, obviously. But Right. And that didn't yeah. happen. All yeah. right. So keep, keep them coming, folks. Right, but now I got now I got some leads. I think I could build off of those, and we can maybe try to find some other th- that are sort of somewhat comparable or or or, or comparable or, or relative to sort of those suggestions that maybe that are on Cameo, but are sort of like those names. Okay, well keep working at it. Do you have that? Right. Do you, you you can look online, you or you can download the app. It's up to you. Yeah, I'll just look online. <laughs> okay. All right. So that that's the the cameo. The search for the perfect cameo uh, host is continues uh if you've got other suggestions don't forget to email us at not for nothing sports that's not for nothing i n sports at gmail.com surprisingly you, people listen have you been to, checking that email yes and it, this is where i got these suggestions i i can't believe that you, how, how are you able to log into that i have the password you get oh. I, I looked it up it's, i have it from, from anyway we can get into this later yeah. but you t- <laughs> you texted it to me i looked up password in my text messages i found it got in so okay <laughs> Guys, we don't need to get into it. All right, this is this is where this is how the this is how the the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. Outside baseball, what's the saying? Inside baseball. <laughs> okay, keep and go. Let's keep going. Okay, Chris, the Super Bowl <laughs> happened. We watched it. It did. It did. We did. Uh, kudos not to together. you. Kudos to you. No, not together. Sadly, for uh, picking Tampa Bay, you were right. I. I think I got one pick right in the entire playoffs. So what a way to end a great regular season by like shitting the bed all over the playoffs. Um, congratulations to you. You saw, you saw exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. So good yeah. for you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think we kept, I think we, everyone, everyone was sleeping on, didn't want to believe in Tampa, right? They didn't want to believe that this was actually going to happen. And, and I think everyone should have been paying attention and, and myself included from like, I mean, they won eight or nine in a row, like during, even in a combined the regular, to, right to, to the last four games of the regular season or five games of the regular season into the playoffs. And like, they just, they, there was something different about them from the beginning of the season, which I think everybody, including myself was hanging our hats on about this team was not that good. And they were sort of overplaying their abilities when in turn, they actually came together or whatever happened and they flipped a switch, turned the corner, whatever that stupid want a sport saying you want to call it here is, and they figured something out and they were incredible. Hindsight they were a really is, good team. Hindsight is 2020. I did put a, I did put a, a nice amount of money on them back in October at 11 to one. So yeah, exactly. So actually you came out. Okay. I also did predict them to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the season, but that was a joke, but here we are. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it anyway. 
I uh, I'm also very happy to see uh, AB got a ring. Good for him. Congrats to 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 Antonio Brown. You finally did it. You did it the dirtiest way possible, but you did it. Um, listen, listen, man, you win a ring. It doesn't matter how you did it. Basically, I, I, that's how I feel. I fuck yeah. it. And what was it? he wasn't gonna win one on Pittsburgh? Not with fucking old Ben fucking no. falling down yep. all over the place. Like uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. I'm genuinely happy for him. I am not happy for Ryan DeGraw, our not-for-nothing Super Bowl pool winner, who won $1,200 because Jeez. the score didn't move in the last two quarters. Yeah. And uh, he's probably one of the more wealthier people that we uh, sold boxes to. Uh, so of course. That was a bummer. Rich uh, getting richer. Yeah, but congrats to Will Dolan and Jake Cosden, also winners. And uh, Jake's an, a listener to the show, so congrats, Jake. Uh, you deserved it. I don't know why, but you did. So he also loves Tom Brady. So maybe that. Of course he does. Yeah. He's so LA, bro. He's Ugh. like, bro, greatness, bro. Ugh. Bro. Uh, Chris, uh, quick interjection here. We can get Susan Waldman for 50 bucks. I don't know what the fuck that is. She's the Yankee, like, radio announcer. Oh, God, no. We have to do it. 50 bucks? 50 bucks. Oh, God. We have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's long. It's it's high. It's hard. It's far. It's true. Right, Susan? Uh wow. That is we I mean, that's the answer, right? Like uh, <laughs> put her put her in the chamber. We'll save it for when we need her. <laughs> that's a good one. Um we had said some pretty good uh you had some good advice on your uh your your props uh we did not hit on a lot of them um but we you know i think well all- I, the whole everything with the chiefs was i mean was just fucked basically well didn't you say under 30 though for the chiefs no i said over oh you did jesus yeah, wow that was yeah. bad i picked gronk to w- have the first score at 1800 which one and uh nice that leonard fournette uh over 50 yards plus the win also uh it helped nice. me break even on my prop bets. Those two, oh, okay. those two, I made like a hundred dollars in prop bets, like off of those two. But considering how much I spent and how many I lost, I mean, I, I, I didn't. Kelsey obviously didn't score first. I don't think he caught a fucking ball. Like there was just a, a go down the line. Anyway, the season's over, Chris. Yes, it is. We'll put a fucking fork in it. I. We could go on and on about how the refs were terrible. How the Casey was terrible. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. They, listen, they were the, the rest were terrible, and 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 it, it, there is some sort of favoritism there with with the Bucks and Brady with, over the last you know during the playoffs in, in almost every game there. But the Chiefs, like, I mean, they did it to themselves as well, right? They, I mean, yeah. they, it wasn't they weren't they were complicit in this. Like, they were dropping. They, I, I, I mean, how many balls did the wide receivers drop? Yeah, it was painful. Had, it was painful. Yeah. I mean, the, all the, the, the penalties that they, there was, you know, some of those penalties were legit on the defense, right? And they were jumping off sides or they were holding or whatever they were doing. Like, you know, there was a lot of legit, you know, bad play by the Chiefs there. And, and so, I mean, and plus their offensive line. I mean, if they had a healthy offensive line going into this game, I think this game would have been hugely different. And I'm not sure Tampa Bay would have lost necessarily, but it would have been the game we were probably expecting it. I agree. They could also couldn't get any pressure on, on Tom Brady. Like, it was pretty well coached. Um, they did a great job with that, and especially in the playoffs, that was a huge turning point. I think with that with that team is is the way they were able to protect Brady uh, and keep him so clean and and not get any holding penalties and, on top of it. Basically, it was yeah. that was actually I think the most impressive thing that I saw that game. I agree. Um, special teams played well too. The Kansas mm-hmm. City special teams did not play well. Weird calls though, like an offsides on a on a field goal that didn't look like one. Tony Romo also has jumped a shark for me. That dude, like. His whole, like, there's no place in football for taunting when, like, that dude, like, like I just, what, whatever, man. Like, you're, yeah, he's what? just, now he's, now he's just a, now he's just a fucking company man. He's just, yeah, like, he's generic. He's, he's kind almost, of, a lot of his stuff he was talking about was just sort of generic. He's turned the generic, he made, like, everything yeah. I liked he's about Troy him is gone. He's Troy Aikman. He's, like, worse than Troy Aikman. Like, for a while there, like, for, <laughs> he's like old Troy Aikman, not cu- your new favorite Troy Aikman. A couple, Aikman. he's like Troy Aikman before it woke Troy Aikman. He's like, he's like, <laughs> 2018 Troy Aikman. <laughs> I, I'm like, it's and Jim Nance. They're, they're they'll and you know how I feel about the referee and the boot. Oh well, mom, that's a tough one. You know, <laughs> could go. Well, there is a little bit of the 
Oh, he's got his hand on his jersey yeah. there. So if you, you could call if you go that. super slow motion, even though the ball is 30 yards over his head. Also, is it fucking, is it a penalty when you hit the quarterback's face or not? I did. I, it is. Is, is it, it? should be. It's supposed to be. It's anywhere in the head, above the shoulders. It never the gets called unless it does. Like it's, it's only there in case they're like, they want to like, not, they didn't call the, it on, on, um, on for Mahomes though. ever. And he was getting pat. He was, ever. I think they did finally one time because he was getting pissed about it. It was. Yeah. And he also, the, the roughing like that, that was, I mean, if, if Brady got hit the way that, that Mahomes got oh hit God. on that last one. They would have one. thrown people out of the game. Yeah. They would have definitely thrown people out of the game. But here's the thing. I, here's the thing too, though, is I, I wonder about this is I wonder if Brady's actually before the game working the refs about that because they study the film and they, they see that Kansas city's uh, uh, secondary is very physical. They, they do put their hands on. It's, it's sort of, they sort of play that the old Seahawks style, you know, like Legion of boom style with, with their, their, their aggressive, and they're physical in the secondary. And I wonder if Tom Brady, who's very smart and who noticed these things, I wonder if he goes ahead of time before the game starts and talks to the refs about these things and really points this stuff out Maybe. to them to make sure he gets those calls. Because that's the only explanation I can see besides the fact that, because I, how are the refs just calling it for that side and not on the other end of it? Yeah, there's like 12 penalties versus three penalties. I will right. say this. The difference is, is Legion of Boone did it. They'd take their penalties, but then they'd keep doing it to a point where the refs couldn't keep calling it. can't call it every time. Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So that right. they, like, they live by the sword, died by the sword, to use a right. forged yes. and fire callback. Mm, I like that. Um, that was nice. That's the difference. You can't back off. If you're going to do that, you can't back off. Also, if, a fucking, if anybody chased Tom Brady around the field and fucking came up and yelled in their face, they'd be immediately thrown out of the fucking game. The fact that Tom uh, Brady... However, Tom Brady got in his face first. Yeah. And then and there was video to show that he got his face first, and then Tyron Matthew got back in his face, and that's that's bullshit that he gets the penalty call on him, but Completely. nothing happens to Brady, even though he was the instigator on that. Completely. And there's plenty of evidence, and he, that wasn't even like that wasn't even like that was bullshit. Romo wouldn't talk huge. about that either. Yeah, he, exactly. like it was it, it exactly. was the it was the elephant in the room. So anyway, we had that coach that that game had a lot of this is gonna be some pretty terrible segue, but there were a lot of coaches in that game that whose names came up for potential head coaching hires, mm-hmm. uh, Byron Leftwich, Eric Bieniemy, Todd Bowles, none of which got head coaching jobs, um, which brings the number of minority NFL head coaches down, number down to three. That's under 10% of the coach, head coaching jobs are minorities or are, are held by minorities or, or non-white people. Uh, in a in a league where over sixty percent of the players are are non-white, so we've got to clearly this problem has been. It's I don't know what what happens with it. I don't have an answer to how. I think five thirty eight did a pretty good piece on like how like you could instigate or or how how there will be jobs more jobs for minority head coaches or more minority head coaching jobs available through a whole series of starting them like starting black coaches younger um giving them more opportunities one thing i really liked about their piece that i read was second chances black coaches get a lot fewer second chances mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. white head coaches do todd bowles is a perfect example of a black head coach that needs a second chance clearly he's he's competent he had a shitty fucking run as a head coach with a shitty team it's not on him i always liked him as a head coach would like to see some more of that Here's my one takeaway from all of this, because I don't have an answer. I, I find it immensely frustrating. I find it embarrassing. Here's what I would say. Can we stop making the black coaching candidates explain why they weren't hired? Like, can that question go away? Can you stop asking them about not getting hired? It's not their job to, to, to explain to you why they weren't hired or if they're disappointed or it's just embarrassing and annoying and frustrating and stupid to keep making Eric Bieniemy explain what his personal and professional feelings are towards a, a league which he can't say anything because he won't get a job if he doesn't. It's, it's, the media needs to direct their questions elsewhere and it's not at the fucking coaches who aren't getting these jobs. They should, they should direct those questions to the organization. 100%. And, the and they never fucking do because, they, because reporters know where their bread is buttered and they don't want to lose that access. 
So they're not fucking asking the questions. What they do is they put it on the fucking coaches who didn't get the job. And I think that that is totally horseshit, mildly racist, and super inconsiderate. And I, that's the part of this that, like, the, the only thing that I can see that could be done differently immediately is to start making the right people held accountable. Ask them the hard question. Even if they give you a parting line, at least say you asked the fucking question. No one does. Yeah, I'll guarantee you, if you ask those questions, you consistently keep asking those questions to those, those people, they will flub some of their answers, and you'll start actually noticing. You get the story. So, Right, you'll actually get a little bit. You'll get a little bit more of 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 the true ident, uh, I, you know, thoughts and that there that people try to try to, to talk around it. They'll try to make some excuse or whatever, explain themselves away, but in turn, they're going to actually show their true colors about it. Yeah, I and anyway, I would say this: it's not it's 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 not an, just an NFL problem. Uh, of course, it is. Of course, there are only seven N- NBA head coaches who are non-white. There. Are, and one of those is like Eric Spolster, who's Filipino. Like there's there there's only six MLB managers, I think. Um, and that WNBA, who you'd expect would at least have uh, some some people of of color. I hate that term, but um, there are no black women head coaches in the WNBA, and there are two black men. So it's. That to me is astonishing, and one of them is Derek Fisher, unfortunately. Yeah, who's the like? Oh, the worst, the worst. He's the worst. the worst. Yeah. Who Candace Parker just left the LA Sparks to go back to Chicago, saying she wanted to go play for hometown team, and I guarantee you, it's because she doesn't want to play for that douchebag. Anymore. Yeah, that fucking sexist scumbag. Yeah, scumbag. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, it's it's not it's not just an NFL problem. It is a sports professional sports problem, and uh. And I don't, like I said, I don't have an answer, but it's can't, we can't just be like, oh, well, it's fucking not an oh, well thing. It's absurd and it needs to fucking end because what it says to young fans is that black and minority people aren't good enough to be fucking head coaches. And, and that's just completely fucking wrong. So, and, I, and I want to, I want to tie this into to sort of a different story, but it's, it, it goes to the same thread of, of discrimination and, and, and viewing black people, uh, and, and especially with, within sports is, 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 is from a different viewpoint and, and, and a belief system, uh, than they do, than they do white players or people to, uh, as well. And because there's a story that I just actually learned about, um, uh, a week or two ago that, that is incredibly fascinating, interesting, and it blows my mind. And it's two former NFL players are still suing the league, and I'll try to find their names here real quick. Oh, it's um, Kevin Henry, who used to play for the Steelers, mm-hmm. and Najee Davenport. Yeah, I saw this. Right, and so that they're suing the league because they're they were part of the concussion lawsuit settlement. Blah blah blah. This is a but this, this is a tricky story, but yeah, go ahead. So that's great, but so that what they're saying is that they're they didn't receive enough payout and money based on a um, based on the evaluations of like the doctors and the and the needs of of those players getting the payouts from the concussion settlement. But the, the, tra- the takeaway from this whole story is that there potentially, apparently there is a, and I'm trying to kind of read this from an article that I had up. Um, so the players say the NFL has been re- uh, paying head injury claims under the settlement, which took effect in t- 2017 using a formula that explicitly and deliberately discriminates on the basis of race. Yeah. When black former players are evaluated for qualifying diagnosis of, of this impairment, they are automatically assumed through a statistical manipulation called race norming. Yep. To have started with worse cognitive functioning than white former players. They were stupid to begin with, is what that's right, saying. Right, right. Yep. And so but there's a theory and there's a there's a there's a system already in place that people use, and especially in like healthcare systems, mm-hmm. that they use this that they, they they have taken this and based all this stuff off of. Like this isn't something they just came up with. I think this is this is actually historical. Like that, that, like there, it's it's already sort of it's a preconceived notion and and formula and system that's already in place that they've been that they are using this off of. Yeah, it's, and the NFL is already saying like, well, this is what this is how we've always been you know, kind of used. They're not even they're not even trying to say like they're they're that this system is wrong. They're just going like, well, this is what this, this is the system we've, we've always, always used done or something. Yeah, which I is mean, there's, there's mind blowing to me. I know that there's a lot of doctors that are siding with with uh, Henry and Davenport on this one. Um, right. saying that the process is completely corrupt. I mean, they're not right. just coming out of nowhere with this. They've got a lot of statistical backing up. Uh, it will do. It will be in courts forever. Like this will. I'm sure it will. This, but the fact that there is there is a system uh, yeah, that, a, that, that establishes it's this 
is horrible. Yeah. And that only goes and speaks to the rest of this is how, how that is also just sort of translate to the rest of people's probably thinking and, 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 and systems as well to hiring coaches or players and, and putting in them in other positions and not just being players and, 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 a, uh, you know, a, an, a, a, an asset that you can just sort of throw away. This is the, this is the, I think this, this is, is crazy. I think this is what systematic racism is, right? Like yeah, exactly. Racism. Right. I think they've just, they, right. It's, it's such a, it's like, it's Oh, one, at the base it, it, it root of, of how we analyze you or, or yeah, I, I, I read that piece too. I actually had my wife read it too, because I wanted her to sort of like explain it to me. She's a, a traumatic brain injury doc. Um, she hasn't gotten back to me yet because she clearly is very busy and is like eight and a half months pregnant. But I, w- I was hoping to be able to speak to the, on this a little bit more eloquently, um, just from a matter from a, a from just from like how a, a if this is like something that is a practice that is happens medically, like like system wide, or if it's something that's specific to the to the NFL. I I I didn't understand that. Yeah, that's part where of I don't piece. know exactly here. But but the but that's the pro- that's the point is the NFL is has been and is using and has been using this system uh, and, they and not even sort of going like not even at one point and, and all this through all these years now and, and going through all this stuff and social injustice and, and making all their stances. They didn't even get do away with this, with yeah. this system. No. Right. Which is even more shocking. They have the fucking money. Like it's just, it, I, I, it drives me crazy. It, it is. They would so rather hang there. That they don't actually want to solve or change anything. No, they're just, it's just a total PR stunt with all this stuff about the Rooney rule and all these fucking, oh man, yeah. it, this is. The Rooney rule is almost the problem at this point, but we can get, I can't, like, I'm, I'm, I'm treading water right now. I, this is a topic that I can't speak to. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Well. I just wanted to bring it to the attention because I, I, this is appalling to me and that this is even, uh, was even, it's even allowed a to, policy. to sort of be, to, yeah, to be a policy. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know where to go from this. Uh, Chris, I mean, I will say I've this. Had, I will say this. I, I, wrestling next that's week. good. I, yeah. I have a, I mean, I struggle with being a, a, a fan of the NFL every year. Um, I want to write it off so much. I don't find the games enjoyable. I feel like it's a little fixed, um, but I love to gamble on it. So that's my problem, which makes me even dirtier. Like I'm the, I'm the problem. Like I'm the problem. <laughs> I I and I I admit it. I'll be the first person to admit it. Like the, I honestly like I don't know if there was gam- if gambling wasn't legal. I don't know if I would still be watching the NFL. And because I like talking to you, um, I do like watching basketball though not that much this season. Um, we have been doing a our weekly pick. Last week we hit on the pick that we shouldn't have and missed on the pick we shouldn't have. Uh, it was a weird game. Uh, in our defense. Kevin Durant got pulled in the third quarter for COVID exposure, which was a, it was bizarre. I watched it in the moment. It made no sense. Kyrie and, and James Harden kind of just shut down at that point. Like it affected the entire game. It was really bizarre. I don't think Kyrie took another shot. Like everyone was clearly upset and confused. And I think they're, what it showed to me was just how frustrated these players are playing in under these conditions. I think they've kind of had it. The, the all-star game is like everybody speaking out against the all-star game is a mm-hmm. is a perfect example of just how everyone really feels like it's giving people a chance to speak. That's going to get shut down, isn't it at this point? It seems like there's there's too much momentum going that way. The, I don't think cancel it, it is. I mean, it, the, there's it, it, the crazy thing is is Atlanta is one of those places where they're allowing fans into the game. Um although they're saying it's only first responders or people who have been vaccinated, which in and of itself is fucking horseshit, but let's move on. Uh, they're talking about having the all-star game at the, ha- or the, the slam dunk contest at halftime. Like, I think they're yeah. moving forward with some of these aspects of it. Clearly the players have to play it. Darren Fox said the best. He they don't was, have to. He was the person that was like, we got to do this or else we get fine. So I'll be there if you vote me in. Like wow, the player, yeah, he said that he said that in a press conference, he was very vocal. Oh yeah. These players don't care anymore. They're, they're, they're calling everything out. Well, is this is I the beauty that. of LeBron James, right? Like as much as I hate watching that guy play basketball, I love that. Like LeBron is the, per- LeBron has, he needs to be in the league. He's like, yeah. he, he's like, ha- he's, he's a, a catalyst for, he's a so catalyst. He's more vocal than Chris yep. Paul is. He's he. And if he, when LeBron says, the all-star game is bullshit. Suddenly yep. it's like real. 
then okay. It and it's bullshit. okay to speak out then too, I think, for a lot of other players. I totally I agree. Cool. I As much as I dislike LeBron, I hope he stays in the league for a really long time because he's really, really good for the sport. I really, yeah. I believe that. And sort of on sort of off-court sort of things I, or even on-court things in, in that regard too. But yeah, I agree with you. Adam Silver, who did a fantastic job of getting the NBA in the bubble and having no issues with COVID, is what the fuck happened with falling this guy? all over himself. I, I... I'm gonna I can't be more disappointed in, in a person. I it's, don't think. it's weird, right? Like, he has, like, really done nothing. I was and, loving Adam Silver. I mean, I know he's had some faults and, and some little stuff back, here and there. But this, this Mark Cuban scenario, this, oh, like, anthem Mark, Mark Cuban hasn't been playing the, the fucking anthem all season. Says and no one made a big deal about says it. Says he's not going to, and suddenly Adam Silver's like, yes, you have to play the national anthem. I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, I don't, I, this debate is stupid. Like, it, so stupid. why does it, it, it it's, it, why does it have to be a league policy that you play the national anthem? If what if the, if the league decided to make a policy that they have to fucking sing zippity doodah? Do they have to do that too? Like what the yeah. like what even? What well, is and it, then the, what and does then it mean? The Dallas Stars hockey team sent out a press release saying, "Hey, this is a we're happy to do this," and as the only hockey team in Texas or something, we're proud and, and a, a time honored tradition. It's like no, this was not a time honored tradition. Yeah. This is something that was started and and for for uh for, for fake reasons basically yeah, this yeah. hasn't been going on since forever i know and it's, it's and it's the only thing like we don't stand for the national anthem in front of in front of concerts also hockey is the perfect sport where it shouldn't theater. be played because of what percentage of the fucking players in hockey are american how many people yeah. how many how many fucking Eastern European, Canadian, what have you players yeah, have right. to fucking sit there and listen to us fucking pound our chest before yeah. every game. It's stupid. We don't do that. We don't make p- fucking people do this before they go work. Like, we're not no. like, oh, hey, no. you're going to fuck like the postal service. They don't have to fucking do the Pledge of Allegiance before they go. We don't, deliver do, we don't do it for, for theater. We don't do it for concerts. No, it's. I mean, they probably do it like Toby Keith concerts. So, like, first we're going to do the national anthem. Hey, I think he stops halfway in the middle of the show and just does it. He's like, all right, boy, stand for the flag. Put down your AR-45s or whatever. Yeah. Let's fucking do this. No Copenhagen during the national anthem. Uh, I don't know. Spit out your shoes. It's a different voice, I think. It's no, yeah, yeah dang, dang, dang. Um, it's stupid. Adam Silver shitting the bed. Anyway. We do have bets we want to place because it is, we should do it. It's, you know, okay. today's yeah. as good a day as any. If you're listening on February 11th, this is the only time that this works because uh, if you listen after this, the bets are over. Is it, yeah. The night will yeah. be done. Right. Um, we don't have that many games tonight, Chris. I uh, see that. I believe. Um, we've got, but we do have some. The Miami right. Heat are rolling into the red hot Houston Rockets Stadium. Uh, R- Rockets are plus two and a half. The okay. Raptors go to Boston. Uh, Raptors are surging. Boston is waning. But Raptors are getting three as the road dog. Are you uh, looking at these live? I am. Yeah. On DraftKings? Yes. Wow, we have a totally different... Um, what are you getting? I got my, Miami minus two. I got the Raptors plus three and a half. Really? Yeah, that's weird. Oh, see, no, well, now they moved again. Yeah, you're not... Yeah, so... As that's of, crazy. It just fucking As moved. of this second, Rockets plus two and a half. Celtics right. minus yep. three. We've All got right. Indiana going into Detroit. Uh, for some reason, the Pistons are only getting two and a half. Yeah. Um, Sixers playing the Trailblazers, probably with more players than they had the other night. Trailblazers plus five and a half. Yep. And Orlando in the game of the week. Orlando goes to Golden State. Golden State is minus eight. Chris, there are not that many good teams in the NBA right now. If you go no. through them, they're all kind of shitty. Like, yep. like you, there's probably six good teams in the NBA right now. Like, it's a perfect bubble season, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, no team that was supposed to be good is good. And, like, the teams we talked about that are kind of fun, Charlotte, Chicago, Houston, they're not good. Like, no, I watched the no. Blazers the other night. They're not that good, and they're, like, fifth in the fucking West. Like, they're, there's a lot of garbage out there. Um, the fun t- A team I watched the other night, which I liked and I... And I and I'm gonna keep my eye on them is Sacramento. I had mentioned this earlier in the season, but they're the Buddy Healed, Darren Fox, Tyrese Halliburton show is is a fun one. They can get in, they can should fall be, right? out and get into any game. Like they're they're a good they're a good stretch center away from being like a legit team. And they're 500 actually now. They're they've fun. won seven out of they're ten fun. games. They're, six, they're, they're coming on a little. They bit. played the Sixers the other night. Sixers were up like. 
20. And in the first quarter, by the end of the half, it was the end of the first half. I think it was like tied or, or like a two point lead. Like they can get shoot their way back into any game. Darren Fox is one of my favorite players right now. He's super fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Weird mm-hmm. lefty. Agreed. I, I like I'm I'm. Is there any other kind of lefties? <laughs> Except for weird lefties. <laughs> no, it's true. They're all weird. <laughs> and I'm a lefty, so they are all. Weird. I can say these six Chris. You're like a you're redhead away from being. <laughs> the, the full boat for, for not getting the right amount of money on a on a class action lawsuit for concussions just right off the bat they're like you left-handed check red-headed yep. check yeah you don't get anything yep. Yep. sorry yep. base baseline weird uh do you like any of these games chris i you know what i don't um, <laughs> i don't at all do you want to do you want to just throw shit at the wall so here's okay so here's my here's my one question for you uh, did you do you say portland's got some injuries Portland had some injuries. Well, I mean, the Joker's out, right? He broke okay. his ankle for the third time or his wrist or something. Uh, McCollum's also out. I think they have three players out with breaks. Like there's Collins, McCollum, and, so that's, and, okay. and Joker. I think. So I, I don't, I don't, yeah. So I, I'll stay away from that. Now, one. I will say this uh, the shorthand without Damian Lillard, the, the Portland manhandled Philly. In Philly, with Embiid and Simmons playing, it was a weird game. Yeah, they, Sixers couldn't get like they couldn't find their rhythm. Um, but, but Sixers also did they, that they did that with the Nets earlier in the season, and then they just beat them again now. So like I feel like they're they're I'm gonna go with that theory that they're gonna kind of come back around on this one. So then then it's a good line because five and a half is probably not enough because I think probably that's... probably. But let me so then let's move on to two more before we settle on that one. So okay. like the Indiana one minus two and a half seems like a pretty good because because detroit is terrible yeah they're so bad they're so bad indiana just got worked over by Kyrie last night i don't know and they've been playing poorly lately and and Um, the back-to-back thing scares me okay oh so it's back-to-back all right so that's interesting too uh the only other one i would look at is is it worth even like i don't i don't know anything about uh, orlando this this year so much so plus eight at golden state and golden state's only just barely above 500 so it's not like they're really good Golden State's a stay away from me. I okay I'm, because I, they have been scoring a lot of points though lately. I do like the fact that it's Golden State at home and it's a weird. It's like ten o'clock is super late, and Golden State obviously can get hot. Eight feels like a lot, but I would take it. I don't. I also think that like the Celtics are like they're a weird team that kind of likes to rebound, and I feel like they can like three's not enough against Toronto, who I think actually stinks. But I don't like betting against Nick Nerds. So let's do the Warriors. All right. I mean, minus eight's a lot. It is a lot. But I yeah, actually, you know, you the know what? one plus you three made, actually you made more sense. Good. Let's do let's do the weirdo Pistons plus two and a half at home against a team that's flailing all around all over the, themselves. That's on the back of back end of a back to back. Oh, plus see, two yeah. And a half. Well, all right. See, I was thinking more go Indiana. Really? Yeah, you, I think you keep misunderstanding my when I bring these up. I'm, like, I okay, was, so here, I'm feeling Indiana, I'm feeling Orlando, or I'm feeling Toronto, I guess. Oh, oh then, okay. So, <laughs> let's, so I don't know what to do here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Seriously, don't gamble today. <laughs> I think don't. You know what? Yeah. Tonight's a stay away, folks. Yeah, yeah. Let's just take a break. We have no hot tips for you. It's a no. stay away. We get, it's too messy. It's too messy of a day with all these games. It's too messy of a day. Um, Chris... So unless you want to do the Philly minus five and a half, nah, then if you, I if think fuck it, I think let's let's just tonight's a stay away. Great, okay. Save your Thank money. You. Yep. Pet your dog. Yep. Don't don't bet if you don't need to. No, oh, no. Watch a game. Just watch yeah, it. Well, yeah. Just watch a or, game. Yeah. Just see or what, twenty-one bridges. Yeah. Uh, here's a futures I like. Um, if you're interested in college basketball. Ooh. Um. There is right now, I mean, everybody loves Baylor or Gonzaga and they think that they're going to fucking have, like those are going to happen. Oh, okay. Baylor. I didn't know Baylor. Baylor is the, Baylor is the favorite right now at plus 290 to win the, the college basketball championship. Gonzaga is plus 310. Okay. Then you, it's just a steep drop right to Villanova third at plus 900. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's where I like a little value, Chris. This is, oh. my, this is my upset special right now. Okay. Bob Huggins has a crazy team going on in West Virginia right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been watching any of them. They play with four guards and a really good center. 
They are there's a ton of value right now. I think you can get them at like plus fifteen hundred or something or fifteen thousand, something crazy like that. There's a weird world. No, sorry, plus three thousand. There's a weird world I see where West Virginia, because they've got a Hall of Fame coach, because Gonzaga always chokes, so does Baylor. Like I like the value at plus three thousand of West Virginia to win the championship. And- and West Virginia, Bob Huggins doesn't choke. He chokes every year. <laughs> Dude, you're supposed to overlook that. <laughs> All right, that take, take Villanova at plus 900. Just take Villanova at plus 900. I'm sorry I even spoke. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm, I even spoke. I'm just telling you, do your homework a little bit. Look up his history. I, I, guarantee I don't want you... to. This was my hot take. You're so right. I know you're right. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a long, nice odds. You never know crazy things happen this fucking season too, and then in a bubble tournament, who knows what the hell's gonna happen here? Right. Why not? Just throw a little money on there, maybe you win something. You nah, I like Villanova. I take it back. I will <laughs> also say this: I have already placed one NFL bet for next year. I put my first futures bet on. Do you want to guess? New York Jets, the L.A. Rams. Oh, I'm doing it, dude. People are defecting to join fucking Stafford. That feels very. Brady-esque. Now, Matt Stafford is not Tom Brady, but McVay's a good coach. He's Acres is good. I liked the value. Uh, I think it was like plus 1,300. Um, so I put a little taste on him. Get him Okay. Running. All right. I mean, I don't hate it because obviously there's some excitement there and there's some potential there. I will say at this point against the Rams, though, is that I think they have almost $100 million tied up in like four or five players. Yeah. Uh, which means that they're like they're really gonna have to sort of strip that team down, I think, for parts and really, and they don't have really a lot of draft picks. So yeah, they're gonna have to really get players on the cheap. Yeah, but but even veteran players who defect to go play for Stafford are still gonna be like a million or two dollars or something. Like it's not you can't get everybody for for veteran minimum, which isn't you know like for six hundred thousand dollars or something like that. So they're they're I think they're gonna have some problems there fielding a, a, a very kind of a, a, a complete team across the board. Uh, although most of their offense is sort of already in place, but it'll be interesting to see. It'll be really interesting to come at the beginning of the season, what that team is really is, is constituted of, of, of players. Wow. This is a, the, you've really like rained on my parade here. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's, I, it's, it might be I, my favorite thing. To do, do you have a fa- Do you, we'll end with this. Do you have anybody like today, a week <sighs> after the Super Bowl, who would you pick to win the Super Bowl next year? Um, Sight unseen. That's that's a really great question. Let me see if I can um, pull some up some odds here just to see. I got some odds for you. Yeah, KC plus five fifty. They're the favorites. Okay. Next is Green Bay plus nine hundred. Okay. Tampa Bay again at nine hundred, yeah. and the Ravens at plus twelve hundred. Then you go okay. Bills, Rams, Niners, Brown, Browns, Niners. Yeah. Then I think it's a fucking guessing game. Here's okay. Here's what I'll say. Like the Bills plus twelve hundred might be kind of if they can maintain their whole team. That might be that might be kind of a nice little pick. And that's not that's not too far out there. Um, How about Bills the next plus six hundred just to win the AFC? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the next one down is the Colts at plus twenty five hundred. I looked at that too because I think they're going to do something tricky at quarterback. If they get a quarterback, and and if it's not, maybe if even Wentz, maybe they can rebound Wentz. But I, I'm not holding my breath here. But if they trade for another another quarterback, they pull something out of their ass and get like a a, a bigger name quarterback, like a Dak Prescott or somebody. You never know what they what they're going to pull off or do there. I Along like the it. That, that one might be sneaky because because of the potential there of what actually happens down the road. That caught my eye, and you're going to get this is a value pick because it will move as soon as. They do sign a quarterback, and they exactly. will sign a quarterback. They're not fucking yep. throwing jo- Jacoby Brisket out there. So exactly, and ain't Guan. Uh, otherwise, uh, then we start getting too far. I think down I, the road, it, it, gets, it gets weird. It gets yeah, weird. yeah. I mean, like I, I would say the Cowboys a plus three thousand, but the, with that Mike McCarthy and that all, and the way Fuck he runs no. the team and offenses, no, no, can't. I just can't get there. Yeah, um, this, you're just throwing shit at a wall at this point. Like, there's no real value in any of these picks. I like the. I think the Colts one gives you something. That's a I yeah. Feel- I think right. There's a sneaky potential there where none of the other teams really could figure out if they can um, if they can make anything else work with with sign you know draft picks or 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 signing quarterbacks and stuff. I think because I think that's the big thing. Maybe the Miami Dolphins plus 2,500. Like if, again, if they can trade for Watson or who knows something like that as well, maybe that might be it, but they're right there with the Colts. What if so. you did this? What if you hedged and just did a Colts uh, for AFC championship? You just did Colts plus 
plus 1,200. Miami plus 1,200. Buffalo. They, and Buffalo plus 600. One of those teams you're saying is going to go to the fucking Super Bowl. And yeah, you, that's actually not bad. You'd win money. Yeah, I like that one. I like okay. that. Let's go with that. Great. <laughs> talk, <laughs> talk to you in 350 days. We'll see, <laughs> see how, how that turned out for you. Sounds good, Chris. Get talk to you then. Bye. All right. All right, folks. This has been Not For Nothing. We'll see you next year. Bye.